Dyslexic Hark number 26. 26. 26. I think I say that. I know. You're always surprised every time. You're always shocked. And then I probably say that I say that every time. And it's, oh, God. It is the 28th of November, 2015. Holiday weekend. Not that that's a requirement, but it seems to it, increase it encourages the chances. This here we are. Yeah, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I don't either. Well, uh, we got some music to play though. I was just cleaning off a few emails. Uh, cleaning them off your phone. Yes. Yeah. And... I got a few from Kohl's. Oh. Yeah, they'll promote their sales a occasion. few times a day. I swear, I get like six emails a day from them. I buy one fucking polo shirt there, and no, that's not true. I buy all my clothes there. But <laughs> it's not true. all of them, but many of them. <clears throat> yeah, they advertise a lot, but their clothes are so freaking cheap, and they're decent quality. They yeah, last a while. They're fine. People tuned in to hear you talk shopping. You know, I, know, I love to shop. I love to talk about my clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Thanks, not a whole lot. Have you had a good Thanksgiving weekend? I have. Um, Thanksgiving is a good holiday. I had three pieces of pie on Thanksgiving. I know. I only had two. And <laughs> only. two of them were smaller. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Smaller than what? The entire pie? Yes. Can't go wrong with pie. That's uh, part of the, what makes Thanksgiving so good. It's a pie holiday. It's a pie holiday. I, I suspect we've discussed this before. Um, yep. How do you feel about pie caking? No. No. I'm a, I object to this abomination of a food. It is dumb. I agree. For many reasons. Yes, some of which are. Um, you don't need to fuck up pie by putting a cake around it. No, pie is good enough on its own. And the name pie cake is severely flawed. Yes. In that it implies there's chicken involved. Right. Turducken, turkey, duck, chicken. Right. Pie cake pie cake. Chicken. No. No. There's not, but that's what the name sounds like. That's not appetizing. Not at all. I suppose you could do a pot pie with... What kind of cake no, would you put around but, it? No. Corn, uh, no, I was going to say cornbread, but that's no. not really cake. That's bread. Bunt. <laughs> you don't see a lot of... The, the golden age of bunt cakes has long... You don't hear much about bunt cakes anymore. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a bunt cake anywhere? I don't know. I think they still make the pans. I think. De- just decorative pans to hang on the wall. Remember when that was a thing? What? No. Didn't bunt... No, maybe they weren't bunt cake pans. Seems like one of those things you would see in a country house. Oh, you know what? Tupperware, decorative Tupperware. That was a thing? That was a thing. Like a big ass Tupperware dish and it would have like a goose on it and then some of that dot lettering. Really? Do you remember the dot lettering where like there'd be a dot at the end of each part of the letter? No. Oh my God. Maybe if I saw it, I'd know what you're talking about. I, I will find a picture I'm and show it to you. perplexed by the concept of decorative Tupperware. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. I see now. We, Maybe it was just in our house. I don't know. We used to get we used to get into debates about the seventies, and I long argued that the seventies were the shittiest decade of all time, and you would usually disagree with me. But every time you bring something like this up, I'm like, there you go. There you go. There's your proof. <laughs> I mean, anytime you see one of the one of the at the time, what was that, at the time a hit TV show like a hit sitcom, mm-hmm. you see it now, and you're like, oh man, this was a piece of shit. And you look at the... Are you disrespecting Happy Days? <laughs> <laughs> I'll still watch that on occasion, but it, it, it is horrible. It's horrible. And I laugh at it for reasons I wouldn't have laughed at it on the original airing, and, for sure. And then you look at something like what passed off as a something decorative, macrame, for example. Especially owls. Uh, 
it was just everything was ugly in the 70s. Mm-hmm. The people were ugly. Everything was brown. And orange and yeah. olive green and mustard yellow. Just No, I just think of 70s as the brown decade. I don't know. Remember what fast food restaurants looked like because they did some sort of study that said yellow and brown make you hungry? Yeah. Yeah, they were all hideous. Let's make it all look like a big hamburger. Ugh. I'm glad. Well, I mean, I grew up in the 70s, but I my memories. Brown doesn't generally make me hungry. <laughs> my memories of youth are more from it reminds the 80s. Me of what happens after I'm hungry. Okay, enough with the. <laughs> I'm glad that the what memories. About the 80s? Of, I'm glad the memories of my youth are more from the 80s than the 70s. Yeah, because the Your 80s. Electric youth. The 80s. So if if 70s were the brown decade, the 80s were like the neon, neon green. Pink. It's like everything was bright and fun, and you know. Over the top and big shoulder pads. Yeah. Everything was big, big hair. Everything seemed much cleaner in the eighties than it did in the seventies. Seventies seemed dirty. Hmm. And the eighties is like everything is like just clean and crisp and you're wearing, you know, fucking white pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I had some. Who didn't? Eighth grade. Eighth grade had to get the had to get the white Miami Vice pants for the eighth did grade. Did you roll dance. them up? I don't know. That was probably more of a chick thing, wasn't it? And did you wear your loafers without socks I, and they smelled awful? Well, my all my shoes smelled awful. I don't remember. Because you were a teenage any. boy. Yeah. Jellies? I don't know. I don't think jellies were much of a dude thing. They were more no. of a girl thing. Dudes, it was vans. Mm-hmm. Those checkered things. Yeah. I feel yeah. old. Yeah, well, you kind of are. Yeah, well. Anyway, how do we get on the topic of the 70s and 80s? Bunt cakes? Tupperware. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what were we talking about? Where are we? Pie. We were talking about pie. Oh, yeah. Pie is wonderful in any decade. I love pie. So favorite kind of pie? Mine has changed over time. What is yours? Uh, You know, we we at some point, I think on 500, we might have discussed pies. Mm-hmm. And I... At that I'm sure point, all of this feels really familiar, like we've spoken about it all before. Oh, well. At that point, I don't think I was really that familiar with pecan pie. But in the last couple oh. of years, pecan pie has become um, more of a presence in my life. Uh-huh. And I've become a big fan of it. Yes. I, so I would say... In addition to its presence on yeah, our kitchen say, counter. Partly because there's some in our house right now, but uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. Well, we got a pecan pie from... What was it called? Honey Baked Ham. Yes. Our wonderful friends, Carmen and Edwin, sent us some. And uh, I think that began my pecan pie Exactly. Addiction. I think that might have been the first time I had it. Yeah. And it was so good. Yes. And my friend Kristen has a bakery, and we ordered a pie from her just to keep around the house. We were jerks, and we didn't even bring it to Thanksgiving, but we no, knew there, our would be, pie. there would be plenty of food at Thanksgiving. Exactly. We like, got to hoard some pie for ourselves. Yeah. And we also had pie insurance, because sometimes there's not pie at Thanksgiving, true. so we had to have pie insurance. Gotta have, gotta have a backup yeah. pie. Yeah. So, yeah, her pecan pie is a thing of awesomeness. It is delicious. It is. All right. Enough pie talk. Should we play some music? All right. All right. So, this came out a couple days ago, and I'm very ecstatic about it. I'm so happy. That our hero, Paul Westerberg, has a new band. And it's not just any band. It's him and Juliana Hatfield, who we also love. They have teamed up. They have an album coming out in January. They all, they're called the I Don't Cares, which is a perfect name as well. Mm-hmm. They've put out two singles. The first one is called Have to Pee. 
and <laughs> that one is uh, it's okay. But this one, King of America, I'm really digging. Sounds like just a good Paul. It sounds like a Paul Westerberg solo song, but Julianne is doing some backing vocals on it. So here it is. I'm very happy with that. The thing that makes me, well, lots of things make me really happy about that. One of them is that it's a fully produced Paul Westerberg thing. Yes. He hasn't had a fully produced, his albums lately have been just like 
half. I'm messing around in my basement. I think I'll release this. Yeah. If songs blend into other songs. They're like these weird mixtape kind of things. Not that it's bad. I always want new Paul Westerberg music. Yeah, but this is the first like fully produced thing he's put out since 2004. What? That's when Folker came out. What? I know. In terms of a full album. Wow. This will be the first actual thing. Wow. That's not one of his weird basement projects. Oh my gosh. So I'm really happy about that. Do you think Westerberg has an <clears throat> aversion to pants like you do? I've never seen him wear shorts, so I'm going to say no. Okay. I think he probably is a he probably wears pants all the time. Thanks for asking, though. But I'm thinking the leaving the house thing. Yeah, that's not that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to wear pants. Mm-hmm. I need to get some. I, new, I just get a feeling he does not like leaving his house. I need to get some new loungy sweatshorts. Mm. Those that I wear are starting to get a little worn. Really? Really. When you wear the same clothes all the time, they don't last that long. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I don't know. Because well, I, I do keep know. buying more. Oh, yes. It's quite a life of leisure. I'm, le- I'm living here. Mm-hmm. I love working at home. It's I'm so wonderful. I'm glad. I'm happy you can. I know. I only have to leave the house one day a week if I want to. It's great. Yay. Yep. In fact, because of that, I'm not dreading winter as badly as I have in the past. You know what? Because of that, I'm not either. You know why? You get the garage? Yes. Well, you did. You had, a, I mean, last year. Yeah. And I was at home last year. Yep. Without ever having to leave the house. Yep. And I find winter a little more, it's not as stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more, like, peaceful. I have a little bit more appreciation for shitty winter weather when mm-hmm. I don't have to be out in it as much. Yeah. If you don't have to drive in it. Yeah. Let it do what it wants. I don't mind it. In fact, it's weird. I, fa- I kind of have this, like... I wouldn't say I was looking forward to it because that would be incorrect. Right. But I'm definitely not dreading it as I have in the past. I'm trying not to because if I dread stuff, it just messes up my perception. And I'm just trying to go with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be like, all right, it's inevitable. It's coming. I'm just going to... I'm going to find things to enjoy about it. It certainly has helped that we had a very nice long fall. Oh my God, yes. We just got snow, like snow that has stuck for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and it's not that much. Yeah. We're supposed to get a little bit later this... I know I'm doing a fucking weather forecast, but <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like it's a crazy start to the winter. Even if we get a couple inches later this week, it's still like, okay. It's, it's like we didn't have it the end of October, first it's easing of November. In. Yeah. I'm good with it's this. It's been beautiful. Yep. And it's helped because we have... A crazy canine that we have to exercise often. Oh yeah, we should talk uh, about it. we. We should give our Maximus update, mm-hmm. our boxer He's update. Peacefully curled up on a pillow right now. It's adorable. We've had some trials and tribulations mm-hmm. since our last podcast. A he, few. He got a little uh, got a little attitude with you. Yeah. And the yeah. first time it was like, okay, this is not cool, but it's it might just be a one-time thing. We're just going to whatever. He snapped at you a little bit. Yeah. He didn't bite me. No. He just growled. And, yeah. Very close. In yeah. close proximity. And it was when he was on the bed, yep. and I was trying to get him to move his ass over so I could be on the bed because that is where I sleep. Yes. So he did that a couple times, and as a result, he's no longer on the bed. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's... We, We've put him in his place. He now has a little... Max is in a corner, just like baby. He has a little... Wow, references to that on both podcasts. Mm -hmm. He now has his own little nook next to the bed, and that's where he sleeps. His own little corner. I prefer corner to nook. Whatever. Um, But that seems to be... First of all, I'm surprised that he has been fairly accepting of that. surprisingly. Because he's very stubborn, but he has taken to that, and 
he j- tries to jump up on the bed on occasion, but not so much at night. And he has been a little bit more subdued since that. I think he realizes that was we're the whole point. We're in charge. Yeah. Yeah. You he, are a dog. We are the people and we make the rules and you need to follow those rules, buddy. And, and I think he was doing that to you more than me because he's used to me. You're with him all the time. Bossing him around all day. Yeah. So, yeah, we're taking some steps mm-hmm. to make sure that he realizes that you're the boss of him as well. We've enrolled him in a holiday manners class. Which you're going to be taking him to. I yes. look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. It's teaching him not to jump up on people and not to beg for things. And it's, it's a lot of stuff <clears throat> that he needs work on anyway. And we took an obedience class with him and have been horrible about keeping up with it because with all of our other dogs, it's like, all right, we took you to obedience. We've established the relationship. We're good. Yeah. Nope, not this guy. He needs continual work. Yes. So we're we're doing that. He's he's, he's coming he along. He seems to be slowly getting better. Yeah, I think I so. Mean, he's all twitchy right now. It's really Aww. adorable. He's great when he's not spastic, but the problem is he's during the day when he's when he has crazy hour waking hours. He's a little crazy. So yeah. we're dealing with it. He's coming around. I think things are getting better. I think so too. I hope so. What else? Should I play more music, or do you want to talk about something uh, else? Let's play more music. All right. Since we just played Westerberg. We're going to play his replacement's companion, Tommy Stinson, because he has a new two-song single thing out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's not an EP. It's been out since September, I think. I know, and I remember streaming this when it first came out, and then I forgot about it and didn't buy it until you mentioned it the other day, so I'm glad that we got this now. Because it kind of, um, Tommy Stinson's, it's it, it it sounds like bash and pop a little bit to me. It sounds like his vintage mm-hmm. Tommy Stinson stuff. So uh, let's play one of the songs off of that. <laughs> reports, Tommy Stinson is no longer a member of Guns N' Roses. Ooh. And he's been with Guns N' Roses for a long time. Yes. He's a bass player. So he's been doing some some solo shows worldwide. I think he's been touring Europe or somewhere. But uh, this lends credibility to the rumors that the at least part of the original lineup is getting back together soon, which 
think I'm going to want to go see that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Even though Axel's voice is shot, I think I kind of need to see. I feel like I need to experience that. Yeah, I think I do. Even though it very well mean, uh, hopefully it'll be a weekend. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, because they're not exactly known for showing up on time. Axel isn't always prompt. So we'll see. Tickets are going to be ridiculous, but yeah, what are you going to do? Yep. It's going to be a big tour. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be announced soon. We'll see. Oh, what else? What else is going on? Have you heard the new Def Leppard album? I have not. You mentioned it to me the other day, and I'm not. And I know that um, it just seems it's disappointing to me. It just seems like they're not breaking any new ground. Unlike, do you expect Def Leppard to break new ground? No. It's just that. So in the '90s, they released. I think they released greatest hits, and they had a couple songs on there that were new enough, but they fit with the old stuff. Uh huh. And I was hoping that the new album would be like that, but it just seems very forced, and eh. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I wouldn't really expect it to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't Unlike know. ELO, for some reason. Oh, good segue. Thank you. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd have that on your playlist. Yes, there's a new ELO album. First one in a long, long, long time. But I feel like it's true to what the past was, yet it's still fresh, if that I'm, makes any sense. I'm kind of a, like, I've always known of elo and stuff mm-hmm. i've gained a greater appreciation in recent years oh the last few years i'm like yeah don't bring me down yeah mr <laughs> blue sky mm-hmm. yeah and then i saw the palladia concert from wembley from last year and i'm like oh man i they yeah i hope that i hope jeff lynn tours the u.s he did two dates uh when the album first came out like last mm-hmm. week or week or two ago uh, promotional dates let me but, guess, New York and L.A.? I think so. But other than that, all that he has is, is European dates. So hopefully after that, he will come back and do a proper tour here because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would like to see him. And I know I would. Yeah. So let's play one of the new songs from ELO. It's the fan. Tomorrow brings the same old sun that never shone out. in a dread face. Oh, what a dread face. You're telling me. This sounds like it would fit in with the Traveling Wilburys stuff. Yes. It just has that. Speaking of, so they've just launched a new serious channel for Tom Petty, and they've had a Palladia tie-in where Tom Petty's been on all the time, and I've really been enjoying it. I like Petty. I do, too. I like a lot of his stuff. Again, I've probably gained a greater appreciation of him as I've grown older as well. Same here. I've I've liked Petty for a long time. Yeah. Um, I've always liked him. I've always... I wouldn't say always. I would say, like, towards the late 80s, I really started enjoying him. But 
I think I've enjoyed him more as time goes on. Yeah. Where oh there there's some other I artists. Think, like when Full Moon I, I when Full Moon Fever came out when he did the solo album. Yeah. Like I love that album. Oh yes, God yes. And I really so that's probably when I really started to mm-hmm. like him, but and then you know, start to appreciate his older stuff more too. Yeah. It is weird seeing when they're showing his videos, seeing the live shot of from years ago with the big Confederate flag behind him. And he's since <gasps> said he wishes that he hadn't done that. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> that's like becomes that's jarring. A, yeah, it was kind of jarring to see that the other day. But um, okay, well, since you brought that up. Probably my favorite Petty song. How I, I love the song. It's almost as if you knew what I had in my playlist. I have not seen your playlist, honest. There's some stuff I didn't. I had a feeling you'd know, but this I didn't know at oh. all. presidential campaign no no <laughs> no kidding. no 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 oh, we're not gonna talk about politics here <laughs> Thank God. unless it's the politics of dancing <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that either <laughs> i'm a dork yeah you are uh, i just bumped the microphone looking at our adorable dog i don't have sirius but you have it in your car so you'll be able to listen to all the petty you want on channel 31 you know it this is an unsponsored endorsement mm-hmm. i'm a fan of the sirius I, I approve of what they're doing with Channel 31 now. That's good. Is that what used to be Yacht Rock? Well, it was Yacht Rock, and then it was like a bunch of like hard rock from the 90s and 2000s, which they already have enough of on other yeah, stations. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. So yeah. I didn't really understand that, but yeah, it used to be Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock's coming back, though. Yeah, I know. Next summer. Can't I, wait. I can. Maybe that's why I'm looking forward to winter so much. No Yacht Rock. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm concerned about what Yacht Rock has done to some of my musical sensibilities. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Very concerned about this. Oh, okay. So when you're talking about Tom Petty and just how you've gained appreciation for certain artists. Yes. There are certain artists, and I feel like I've said this before, but I used to just love, 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 and now I'm just tired of. Like, yeah. there are certain songs, like certain U2 songs, where I'm like, all right, I'm good for the next 20 years. Just just stop playing it now. Yeah. I even get that way with some of my favorites, though. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... Like, which favorites? Like, Well, like, there's some Duran Duran stuff that I'm, like, I could do without hearing anymore. Which ones? I don't know if we should probably... You're going to yell at me if I start getting into it. No, I'm not. I should probably pull up. Off the top of my head, I'm not, like, um, and then we can talk about the new album after you've talked about this. I don't even think I've listened to the new album. Why don't you talk about the new album while I pull up my Duran Duran stuff? So initially, I listened sure to I the new examples. album and I was like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling it. And then one day, a couple weeks ago, I listened to it and I was like, yeah, yeah, I kind of like this, oh, but good. I don't think it's gonna be as meaningful to me as some of the previous stuff. Hmm. I mean, I think. Oops. I think it will grow on me, but it wasn't as immediate as I was hoping it would be. Oh, I don't even have that much Duran Duran stuff on my phone. Huh. Do you want me to pull up mine? Uh, I don't know. Probably two-thirds the greatest hits album. <laughs> really? I'm just I'm just kind of burned out on that stuff because it gets so overplayed, where I'd rather almost hear more obscure stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that way with you 2 and R.E.M. Yeah. Well, R.E.M., it's hit or miss because there's yeah. some of their stuff that got played a lot that I still you can still play anything off automatic for the people and I'm like automatic I, for the people and that. life's rich pageant yeah. but um I could do without a lot of document yeah green and green yeah definitely and about half of um what's the one that was just huge um the one with the mandolin with oh, losing oh, my religion. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, like half of that I could do yeah. without, and half of it I just still absolutely love. Yeah. How can I not remember the name of that album? I know. Out of time. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I could do without losing my religion, but play me half a world away, and I'm good. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's just the nature of being old. No, being inundated <laughs> with the same song over and over again. You get, you know, you get sick of it. Yeah. That's why I get bummed out. That's the one thing that I do get bummed out about with, with satellite radio when yes. I had it is on the 70s and 80s and the decade channels especially. You hear a lot of the same and stuff. It's like there's so much good music from those eras that were deeper cuts that didn't get as much play that people would probably be like, oh, shit, I forgot how good that was. Or I forgot how good that band was because I'm so sick of their other stuff. Again, yes. even with, with normal radio, that's the thing that totally burned me out on – classic rock radio oh it's like yes holy shit why are you playing the same six rolling stone songs they have a they have such a broader catalog catalog than that i don't need to hear fucking jumping jack flash ever again no play something that i haven't heard that was like the fifth single off of i don't know exile on main street or something Mm -hmm. i i don't know yeah there are certain serious channels where i have an artist that i'm like stop playing this stop playing this like for um what is it called um, first wave. It's their 
early alternative stuff. Yeah. Stop playing Depeche Mode. I've heard enough Depeche oh, Mode. I was like that the first time I ever heard Depeche Mode. <laughs> and with Hair Nation, Not it's Bon Jovi. Depeche a la Mode, however. Depeche a la Mode. Much tastier. <laughs> much more palatable. Better. Everything's better with ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bon Jovi, I mean, there are songs there's that I love, but if I hear Living on a Prayer one more time, dear God. I'm still in a fight with John Bon Jovi, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not Bon Jovi without Richie Sambora, so I'm dope. And we've seen Bon Jovi many times, and they I'm not. On a great I'm not show. embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed to have been a Bon Jovi fan, but yeah, right. I need John and I need a little break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been there's been a, it's been a multi year break, and it's continuing. I just mm-hmm. I, I turn the channel. I don't want to hear Bon Jovi anymore. So I'm, I'm maybe I'll get way. over it at some point. I don't know. We'll see. What else should I play? I've got some choices. Do you have any, you know some of the stuff I have on here. Do I? I think so. Should I bring the room down a little bit and play some Adele? Oh, okay. So speaking <laughs> of songs that have been played a lot, I'm, I don't know where I'll be in 10 or 20 years, but I still love. Taking care of my sorry ass. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's understood, but with Adele's music, I mean. Uh-huh. I still love her previous album. I'm like someone like you. I will turn that shit up on the radio. I didn't really get sick of her album. And you know what? And it's been played so much. And I know there are people who are just tired of it. And I know there are people who are going to get tired of this one. But one of the weird things about Adele, I was thinking about this, you know, obviously she's been giving a ton of play with the new album and a lot of attention. She's been doing all the all the talk shows on Saturday night. But I love her every time. I do too. I think she's just charming and adorable and funny and um I wouldn't her music is not something that style wise would be like my go to genre, my go to mm-hmm. and yet I just think she's amazing. Yeah. Like I don't know, what would you classify her music as like adult alternative not even uh, adult, adult contemporary? Adult even? contemporary or something? Yeah. That's not something I migrate to, but right. um I, I just love it. Have I love it. So, so I'm so impressed with her, everything about her. Yeah. And we had the chance to see her in Vegas a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and she was amazing. She was phenomenal. And put on a great show and yeah. she's the real deal. She's not a creation of the record label by any means. And when you, then when you realize, holy shit, she's 26 years old. Right. And has, already has three amazing albums at that age. And wow, that's yeah. impressive. I remember hearing, I remember when her previous album was out and some, somebody pointed out that she was younger than Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Um, so what should I play off her album? I've only listened, I haven't, I'm not that familiar with it. I've only listened to it a couple times. I would say either Water Under the Bridge or When We Were Young. Water Under the Bridge is a little more up-tempo when we were young. Okay. A, little... a little more up-tempo is good.
Did her um, that did that TV concert air yet? No, oh, that's good. in oh, about in, a week. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're watching the shit out of that. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, yeah. I hope we didn't miss that. I've got several things to say. Please. Um, I love that she intentionally went out and played different songs from the album on her TV appearances. Yeah, instead of just doing the single, just on doing every... the single on everything and just burning it into the ground. Yeah. Even though I love the single. Yeah, oh my really god. Good. Oh, you should you should see me lip sync that shit in the car. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but I love how she's doing all these different things. And then I'm going to talk about the YouTube videos. I'm sure everybody's seen, but when they isolated her vocals on Saturday Night Live, yeah, that that yeah, that was amazing. Holy God! Which, you know what? I'm not surprised because everybody knows she has a great voice. Yeah. When you hear it without any, well, you hear a little bit of bass and drums, but right. just the voice. How on key and how strong oh, and she's got some yeah. pipes. Yeah, very impressive. It's great. It just makes you appreciate her talent. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the BBC video where she hangs out with the impersonators and she... She was disguised. She was disguised. That was great, too. That was Seeing so the reactions sweet. from them when she started singing was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm a big and fan. She's, yeah, she's willing to make fun of herself and just... <clears throat> That's the other I mean, thing too. Her the, personality doesn't jive with her music. Yeah, <laughs> like her music is very classy and you know, just I don't know. I, I, and, I and she's classy, but she's vulgar she, too. Yeah, she's, I love she, it. She's foul mouthed and not like proper. Yeah, <laughs> and I just I I like her a lot. I'm very impressed mm-hmm. by her. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll be curious now. I know she just announced European dates. I'm curious if she's going to do a big U.S. tour. I would imagine she will at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets are going to be crazy. I'm sure, but I don't I'd care. Like I'll to be see there. Her. Like to see her again for sure. She puts oh on a God. good show. She's wonderful. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I'm really glad we got to see her on her previous tour. It was a yes. really good, really good time. Um, God, I'd love if she were in Vegas at the same time we were again. I know that worked out well. It was just fun. We got lucky though because we got we won. We tickets, won tickets. And, yeah, and that was a hard ticket to get. It, it sold was. out very quickly. Yeah. So we were lucky to be able to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what else? What else do we have? Um, you want to talk about things we've been reading? Sure. Oh, oh yes. And I'll need your phone for this because I okay. don't have the songs queued up. Okay. I let's see. Um, well, first of all, bef- I have a whole bunch. I I just have a choice. There's there's one I'd like, but I know we want to talk about that on a future show. Okay. So anyway, we've been reading. Why don't you talk about it? We've been reading. Not the, to not to each other, not like to separately, each other. but that at the same time. Weird. Oh my god, that people, would just people be, do that. Yeah, um, we don't. Because yeah, uh, I re- well, I was gonna say I'll read my book to you, but I'll I'll just give you the audio book. You can listen to it. I know you're never gonna listen to it. I wouldn't if I were you. Oh, I will. Why? I, I could I could listen to that. Why? I don't know. Ugh. It'd be funny. I was you like have to listen to me all day without listening to me read a book. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I didn't even mean to do that, but... That's okay. All right, so we've been reading Paul Stanley's book. It's great. From Kiss. His autobiography. I'd choose the song with the longest lead-in. That's all right. So, so what do you think of the book? I love it. What's it called? I don't even know. I don't even know either. Well, it's Paul Stanley's autobiography, whatever it's called. Yeah. 
probably rock and roll all night or some shit. <laughs> no, it's not that. I, I can run and get it if nah, you want. That's all right. Just look at Paul Stanley under authors. We got it for $2. I wanna lay it at your feet. On Amazon Kindle. You can also buy The Outsider's Guide to Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. I wasn't planning on doing any pimping of my book on this show, so thank you. Favorite kiss song? Thank you. Here's a little song for everybody out there. <laughs> it is for everybody. Life is a radio, turn it up to 10. First of all, do you want to discuss the beginning of the song, the dedication to everybody out there? That cracks me up every time. <laughs> He's not leaving anybody out. Is this it? is a song for everybody out there. Thanks. Kind of unnecessary <laughs> to say it then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the book is great. I've been enjoying it. I would it. highly You're done. recommend I'm not, it. I'm not quite done yet, so no spoilers. All right. After actually, I'm at this. I'm at 1987. I'm I'm up to crazy nights, but okay. Um, I'm 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 I love rock bios some more than others. And you, this who, was far more. Who would have thought I like Paul Stanley's autobiography like ten times more than fucking Pete Townsend's? <laughs> really? Oh, Pete Townsend's was a piece of shit. It was so long. Oh yeah. Tedious. Oh. Oh. Horrible. I, I haven't read Don't it. Don't read it. It was I won't. hard to make it through. This moves really fast. It took him like fast. 30 years to write it, and it was just like, fucking get an editor, dude. <laughs> yeah. One thing you were saying about this. I, Sorry. <laughs> I just didn't want to interrupt the banter there. Um, That's who he is. <laughs> One of the things we were talking about is how... A lot of times when people are talking about their childhood, it's really 
fucking boring. Yeah, that's a tedious part of a lot of rock bios. Not this one. No, this one, he... He, he had some issues. He had some issues, but he also didn't stretch it out way longer than he needed to. Right. He got to the stuff that was important to who he became as an adult. Yes. But it's like he didn't... He didn't linger on it. It wasn't every freaking detail of his youth. Christ, yeah. I heard that, and you're going to immediately groan because you dislike him as much as I do. But I, I guess that Elvis Costello's autobiography is like <sighs> 480 pages. And just like every detail of his life. I, yeah, I know. Paul had a good editor, I think. Yeah, and it's... It's a very good read. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, I liked. I liked the. I also liked the fact that he didn't pull punches. That's what I was going to say. I liked the honesty in it. That he like he wasn't going out of his way to slam people, but he told it like it was. Well, like he at least I'm sure. Or like he saw it. I'm yes. sure other people yeah. would have rebuttals. Exactly, but he was very honest about the differences he's had with his band members, and not just the former band members, but but Gene. He shits on Gene a lot in this yeah. book. It was kind of surprising. So, I don't know what else. What else do we have on here? You have a lot more uh, Paul songs than Gene songs on here. Not a big fan of the Gene Simmons songs. I do like Gene. I Domino on here. Part of it, I do not have Domino. (laughs) Oh my god, I love this song. Only on Dyslexic Heart will you transition from Adele to Kiss. Here's the thing. Hair Nation. Yep. I was just complaining about how they play too much Bon Jovi. They do not play enough Kiss. You know, well, Kiss never... Kiss isn't really a hair band, though. Kiss preceded those bands in a lot of ways. Well, just year, you know, the from when they came out. Um, but every time they play Kiss, I'm like, yes, yes, more of this. Well, there was some of the, some of the stuff in the book, in the part that I'm at, was talking about how they kind of got through the 80s by adapting and kind of blending in with the hair bands right. to some extent. But he didn't have a lot of respect for... A no, lot of the bands. No, but he, he didn't name anybody. Oh, but he did he, a little bit. He talked about how didn't uh, some of the other bands he when they were auditioning guitar players and stuff. Like, uh-huh. He kind of shit on Richie Sambora and Bon Jovi a little bit. He said Richie Sambora didn't he try out, but um, they didn't offer it to him. And then later on in interviews, he said, "Well, I want." I, he said he didn't have really have an interest because he was more interested in being part of something that was bluesier. He's like, yeah, because when I listen to Bon Jovi, I really think of Howlin' Wolf and the classic Oh, I do remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Although he, they shared a manager for a while. Doc McGee. Yeah. Everybody, everybody shared Doc McGee. Everybody shared Doc McGee. Until his unfortunate run-ins with the law for fucking transporting drugs. Nice. Which led to that concert in Russia. What? The uh, the Moscow Music Peace Festival. Uh huh. That was community service for Doc, for Doc McGee's drug offenses. Nice. And, and then the funny thing is, see, I love how you just know this. Like, well, oh, encyclopedia. It's, the hilarious part about that whole thing is that so it was 
part of the deal with the concert was to raise attention for like drug issues and the drugs it was a drugs are bad concert but everybody was doing drugs backstage oh on the plane there are stories about how fucked up everybody on the airplane was nice <laughs> yeah they're yeah because it was motley oh there's some stuff in motley Crue's book which that's always a little shaky how much truth there is to the stuff in the dirt but it's yeah. a good read um about that concert and flying over because i think at the time they were trying to be sober that might have been where they had the incident where they were trying to out oh maybe they were fucked up still that might have been when they were trying to outdo ozzy uh-huh and eventually ozzy snorted ants <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah but i really liked the book i ended up liking him more as a person even yeah. though i was telling you this and it's not really a spoiler, but it does get a little heavy-handed yeah, at the end. Yeah, I'm curious what that means. I'll be, yeah. I'll be proceeding with caution, but I'm yes. looking forward to seeing how he... But I still, like, I still found is, him is, much... Is it something where like, it all wraps up with him learning an important lesson about life? Yeah. Uh, I, expe- I kind of expected it to get yeah. there. But I do like the fact that he's more at peace with himself. And, yeah. So I, I won't go on because I don't want to ruin it for people. <laughs> but... Yeah, I was I was surprised at how much I liked it, but I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the way it was written. I enjoyed what it was about. I enjoyed his personality, and it made me want to listen to more Kiss songs. All right, then. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Sensitive ballad from Kiss. You yes. know this isn't a... Oh, we have to talk about Kiss in our childhoods, because this was probably my favorite well, Kiss song let's, let's, when let's, I was a kid. Okay, well, let's leave Beth on in the background. We can talk about that. So, you... what? I wh- always found Paul Stanley and Peter Chris more approachable, because they weren't as scary. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was a young girl. <laughs> well, Peter Chris was just a sad kitty cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Both on stage and in life? I don't know. Huh. Well, I will be honest, uh, Kiss in my childhood, like for the first time I'm being honest, I love when people say that. I'll be honest here. <laughs> that means you're going to get just a load of blowhardy bullshit thrown your way. <laughs> Wait, no. you haven't been doing that for the last yeah, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nor have I. I was not really that familiar or into Kiss. My main familiarity with Kiss, there was one kid in my group of people that I hung out with as a child mm-hmm. who was into Kiss. And he was the biggest dork. Oh, can, that'll you, do it. You know who it was, but uh-huh. um, I don't want to say because you never know who's listening to this stuff. And right. Even though it's like 40 years later. Um, so my knowledge of Kiss was that this that guy liked Kiss. And, and therefore it's like, well, clearly they're clowns. It was like the dude <laughs> on Beavis and Butthead who always wore the winger shirts. Yeah, pretty much. Stuart. Yeah, kind of like that. So I never really was into Kiss that much until later on. And I wouldn't say I was really into them. My cousins had posters all over the place. Even my familiarity with their music, which is surprising because I was into I always loved this song. I mean, I was more... See, I didn't even probably know this. This wasn't even on your radar. I'm going to tell you, yeah. Oh, God, I I love this song so much. In fact, I don't think I knew this song until... This is weird that Kiss wasn't on my radar that much. Yeah. I I don't think I knew it until Kiss covered this song with after Peter Chris was out. 
for huh. one of their greatest hits albums, they had Eric Carr sing it. Yeah. I think that was the first time that I, I'm probably not the first time I heard it, but the first time I paid attention to it. Kiss didn't get any airplay here. Huh. I don't remember any, I don't remember ever hearing Kiss on the radio. I was in South Dakota though, and if you think it got play in South Dakota, it would get play in Minneapolis. Maybe it did. St. But Paul. I don't remember ever hearing Kiss on the radio. Huh. They weren't getting played in classic rock and they weren't getting played on top 40, so. Really? Not that I remember. Maybe it's because my cousins had cassettes or something. I don't know. So Because I, I like I distinctly remember them being on their walls. Like they had posters and stuff. So and really I didn't start to become more familiar with Kiss until MTV, which would have been like when the makeup came off. Yeah. I mean, I knew of them, I knew who they were. I didn't know the distinct personalities. So it was more like lick it up. I remember yeah. the, it being a big deal. Kiss is going to be on without the makeup. And I remember seeing probably the first time it aired. It's only right now. The, it is only right now. Um, and the, Kiss parading around like a fucking warehouse. or No, it wasn't even a warehouse. It was like a... What was that? I don't know. It was just like a big shitty... Soundstage or something? No, it was outside. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like fires burning and stuff. Okay. It was supposed to look like the slums. Huh. But um I vaguely remember it, but not so I specifically. Probably like that was really the start of it. I didn't I pay remember that much attention to them before that. And then I yeah. got to know. But even then, like even um and to some extent I still feel this way. A lot of their stuff, especially their earlier stuff, that even their hit songs, mm-hmm. they're not that good. And I'm not saying specifically like, which ones artistically. I'm just saying, well, yeah. like I don't know. I, I hear a lot of a lot of the Kiss stuff, and I'm like, eh. huh? Like Firehouse. Okay, I'm not familiar with that well, one. They did it when we saw them live, but that was one of their first hits. I guess there are certain songs I, I gravitate to. And I like the I'm, super poppy stuff. That's yeah, like crazy, that's crazy. Same nights. here. Yeah, like Heaven's on Fire. I remember right. somebody having a cassette of that on the school bus, and. I could spend hours talking about the damn school bus and what a fucking waste of my life that was. But <laughs> oh, I can sense the bitterness in your voice. Oh, oh. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I wish we had more. We pretty much ran through all the kiss that's on your phone. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, darn it. Um, it's good to be proud of where you're from, St. Paul. There we go. We got that. <laughs> I love that so much. Somebody had a cassette with Heavens on Fire on it. And I, I remember, I was like, oh, this is such a good song. Oh, this sounds kind of dangerous. Oh, but it's such dangerous. a good song. Like, I was I was a bit uptight yeah, you were. in my youth. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we saw Kiss. Uh, At the State Fair, where that sound it? clip was from. Four or five years ago, yeah. maybe. And they were great. They put on a fantastic show. So that's the thing. I always, my theory on them was always, well, big bombastic spectacle of a show to cover up the fact that they kind of suck. No. Kind of. I mean. They're not the best musicians out there. but No, but a lot of their, I mean, a lot of their, I do still think a lot of their songs. Which songs suck? I don't know. I guess I, I like enough of their songs, but. Like, I don't know, is Love Gun any good? I don't even, I can't even think of it. <sighs> I know it was one of their hits, and yet I can't even. What is it about? But I like Detroit, <laughs> I like Detroit Rock City. Yes. And I like, kind like, Rock and Roll All Night is I'm going to okay. have to read, yeah, Rock and Roll All Night is one of those songs that you've heard so much God that you're like. God gave rock and roll to you. That's gave funny. rock and roll to you. I do like their hooky stuff, so I guess. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it that's makes, my life with Kiss. I guess it makes me want to revisit their catalog and reevaluate it more. Maybe. Maybe I'd find that I have greater respect for... Yeah. What about Cold Gin? See, I don't think that's a very good song. You just like the intro. Yeah. The, him talking about it on stage is much better than the song itself. Mm-hmm. So I probably would migrate to some of their later work, to yes. be quite honest. I think the first Kiss album I ever bought... Uh, probably create. I I don't know if I bought Crazy Nights or if it was, I just had a copy of it. I think the first one I actually paid for was their one of their greatest hits albums called Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Oh uh, yes, I think I have that. So I don't know. That's probably the only Kiss album I ever bought. Come to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on Kiss, or should we move it along? Let's move it along. Should we play some surf music? Yes. Yes, we should. So the Albrights is a band that is kind of a uh, parody somewhat of mm-hmm. the surf punk scene, I guess. But it's really good. Yes. <laughs> it's clearly poking fun of that scene, but it's very poppy and enjoyable. Enjoyable. I want to, I just want a girl with a couple of tits. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. No. Uh, so we became familiar with this group because of the side is a side project of Dave Haas, who we've played many times here on Dyslexic Heart. And it's one of the current many current projects he has going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's got like he's working on his third solo album. Yep. He's doing a loved ones reunion yep. tour coming here in February. Yay. And he's got another group called, what, Falcon or something? Mm -hmm. I don't know about their music. I haven't heard that yet. And then he's got these guys who he's done an EP with, and I think they're working on another one. Yeah. So that's fun. Do you know who else is in this or what group they're from? I should, but I don't. I have no idea. I just know I like it. Their songs are like Poppy, Surf, well, I'll do one more. They're really short. Let's go! Fuck you! 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the midst of that, there's one song that like this would fit fine on any of his albums. Yeah. It doesn't. It's it works here, but it's not as wacky, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you might as well play it. Yeah, I gotta play it. This one. I know, right? <laughs> I've never been accused of having a pair of shoes that were out of style. Oh my god, this song's about me. I don't have to wait for a line. They moved me to the front and cut them out for me. Haven't had to pay for a drink in a while. Famous. I just haven't had to pay for a drink in a while. Everywhere I show my face, everybody knows my name. All I ever take is my time. It's money for nothing and it's chicks for free. It ain't hard to handle fortune and fame. Oh, 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 fortune and fame. That's a great line. Yes. Ah, he's so good. <laughs> so anyway, it's the Albrights. They have a six-song EP available wherever you buy your music. I'm liking it. Look forward to seeing what, seeing and hearing whatever they come out with next. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if you live on the west coast of California, you might be able to see them live. Yeah, they play in Santa Barbara in that area a lot. Yeah. So a lot can compared to anywhere else, which is uh, well, not they, at all. Their <laughs> debut show was in Vegas for the punk rock bowling thing. Yeah. We have a uh, promotional beach ball from that show. Thanks to Johnny who sent it to us. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else on your little list? <laughs> Let's see. Let's talk about commercials. Okay. Specifically? Um, well, we've been... Well, we're getting to the time of year where Christmas commercials are going to be in played into the ground. Yeah, but if I hear that fucking bell song, I'm just going to throw a brick at the TV. Please don't. Then we'd have to go buy a new TV oh, and stand in line at the store, and we don't want to go out. Yeah. So uh, there are a couple of commercials that use cover songs that... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So... Sometimes covers can be a nice reinterpretation of the original, but sometimes they fucking suck the life out of it. True. Case in point, the Comfort Inn and Suites, The Weight, which you're not a fan of in the first place. No, and I know that, um, yeah. I'm not a huge, I'm, I'm indifferent of, to it. I'm not but, a fan of the band. Yeah. But I really hate The Weight. Take a load hate, off Annie, take I a load the, for free. I hate, I hate that phrase, that I hate 
the phrase take a load off. Yeah. I hate that her name is Annie for some reason, even though I don't yeah. mind the name Annie. I don't like it in this song. Right. Right. I fucking I hate like that song. I like the name Annie a lot. Me too. But yeah, in that I song. I fucking hate that song so much. Yes. And yet, and then they do this shitty, even really shittier version shitty, of it. shitty, easy listening version where... For a fucking hotel. Yeah. Motel. It's not even a good hotel. And she, Yeah, like she's carrying her suitcase behind it's her floating. and it's flying. And, and then oh. she lays down. And first of all... Her pillows are all perfectly lined up. But she's not laying on them correctly. She's going to wake up with a neck ache. She's going to wake up with a big fucking Comfort Inn logo on her cheek. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I... We disapprove. I disapprove of that one. Yes. What's the other? What's the health one? Health, uh, health partners. partners. I feel good. Some chick singing James a cover Brown. of James Brown and just squeezes every living ounce of life from it. Yeah. Living ounce of life. That's no, a little redundant, no but you soul. know, it just oh. I and then good. and then Ugh, fuck so if you have to call health partners. That's a goddamn old. Is music. it really? Yes. Oh, I haven't experienced that trauma yet. I have. I have, and I'm still scarred from I'm it. Sorry. And then there's DQ Bakes. Whoever does the Dairy Queen commercials, I want to back my car over them repeatedly. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Probably not every market, but it's on here constantly, and it's just an annoying song. I'm a fan of DQ. Oh, I'm a fan of DQ Bakes. I fucking hate that song. I hate that commercial. I never want to go to Dairy Queen again because of that. And you love ice cream. You were just saying how all mode makes everything better. I know, but except for that song, apparently. Yeah. 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 I try to avoid commercials thanks to the DVR, but yes, the miracle of TiVo. Know, the problem is the DQ Bakes thing was airing constantly during Twins games. Yes. And because DQ is a sponsor. Yeah. It's all, it's, all the, it's all the sporting events, which I'd rather watch live than on TiVo. So I can't get away from them. Mm -hmm. But I reach for that mute button so fucking quick when that commercial comes on now. Your muting game is strong. It is. Like I can mute that song in two notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. What else you got? Uh, let's see. How do you feel about the golden age of television? What would you consider the golden age of television? What are we? What era are we talking about? Are you talking about right now? I'm talking about right now, and I feel like I'm missing out. Really? I feel like there's a lot of shit I should be watching that I'm like, eh, I'm just going to turn on Forensic Files again. <laughs> uh, you know, we're at a point where you're never going to see everything that people tell you is great. Yep. And that's okay. Thank you. Like how many... I feel like this is therapeutic. Look at how many shows that everybody loved that we have not even cracked. I know everybody's... I think some of them are done. Like I, I've never seen an episode of Weeds. Yeah. I've never seen... I heard Dexter was good up until the final season. Don't watch the final season I've, because it blew ass. I've never seen... I've never watched Dexter. And it's like I have these things in my Netflix queue and I'm like, yeah. oh, I might get to them, but probably not. And then we sit around and we say, oh God, there's nothing on. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's a good thing. I mean, the fact, even though we have It's good that we have all those, these entertainment options, I guess. Yeah. We have a multitude of things to choose from, and sometimes we watch them, and sometimes we don't, and there's many, there are many good things. Like I said, you look at the old shows from the 70s and 80s that we thought were good at the time, and they suck. No. I think the shows now that are considered good are going to hold up a lot better. Yes. I just think they're more, a lot of them are more cinematic. They're more... The characters are better developed. They're mm -hmm. not as... They're better. They're written better. The dialogue is better. Part of it is because there are so many outlets now. People who are um, 
people who are writers and producers of these shows are actually able to just be creative and do their own thing without as much interference with the TV stu- from the TV networks and studios. Mm-hmm. They're actually allowing creative people to be creative. And as that a result, we're getting better TV. I mean, that's the reason that Louie and Marin and a lot of these shows mm-hmm. are able, they're like, you know what, you're just do it <laughs> and yeah. we'll stay out of your way. I've heard these guys talk about it and that has not always been the case. That's why you see so many really good entertainers going to HBO and going to these other, they're not on network TV anymore because mm-hmm. the networks fuck it up. Yeah. Or Hulu or network. Netflix. I'm talking about like yeah. the big networks. Right. The main. Yeah. Yeah. Well, same thing. Yeah. Net, it's a good thing. Like Netflix is letting people do what they do well mm-hmm. and they're taking chances and they're being more creative. And Some people so, yeah, have said that the individual episodes aren't as strong because people binge watch them. I don't know if that necessarily means the individual episodes aren't as strong. It means that the way you consume them is different and maybe uh, there is something to be said for building anticipation. Mm-hmm. The only show that we regularly watch on network TV is Survivor. Oh, God. And it is and so good And after each episode, right I'm like, now. why is this not on tomorrow night? I want to watch it again. I yeah. want to watch the next one. I don't want to yeah. wait a week. But the fact that I do have to wait a week makes me appreciate it more when it's on. Yep. So truth. there's probably some truth to that when it comes to... Netflix series mm-hmm. when you can immediately watch each episode and suddenly the whole season is over in three days or a yeah. week or whatever, however long you choose to make it last. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't, it doesn't feel as valuable in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, that it's right there for you. Yeah. Kind of that yeah. you can consume it in that manner. It's not, you don't savor it as much because you consume it so quickly. Is it similar to when you were younger and you used to have to wait for your favorite song on the radio where you couldn't just sure. go out and download it and hear it whenever you wanted for, for everything, for songs on the radio, for new albums, like the, the fact the way that you even found out a new album was coming out was yeah. based on what you saw scrawled on a board behind at the counter at a store. record store right. or maybe you saw an ad in a magazine or something. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Or you just happen to hear the first single on the radio and, oh, they have something new coming out. Mm-hmm. So you almost had to hunt for things, which yeah. sucked. But yeah, you do have a different relationship with it because there's almost more of an effort to get it. So yeah, I think it's like that with everything in a sense. Mm-hmm. Everything now, it's great that it's there and it's so immediate, but the downside is it may not feel as special or as valuable or it's it's more disposable in a yeah. sense. So yeah, there's pros and cons to all this technology. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love this on-demand society that we live in. I do too. But yeah. Because I'm a demanding person sometimes. <laughs> but it all it, none of it feels as... Like there's no, there's not as much anticipation anymore. There's almost not as much of a relationship with it, which sounds weird. But yeah, well, like Orange Is the New Black, for example, we waited and waited and waited. We're like, oh god, can't wait. And that part was fun, and then it was just over so fast because we just consumed it really quickly. Well, yeah, and so let's the music thing. Being able to download things whenever you want and in whatever mm-hmm. format you want, whether you, you know, just a song at a time or the whole album when it leaks before it even comes out. Yeah. All those things. In some ways, it's nice, but I think I, I, think I had a greater appreciation for an album that I was eagerly anticipating mm-hmm. and went out and bought at midnight the night it came out. I stood right. in line for it with a bunch of other fucking music dorks. 
And then I came home and I spent the next hour and 10 minutes or whatever listening to the album and combing over every word in the liner notes. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Yeah. I don't, I haven't read uh, liner notes in years. I don't even get them anymore because they don't exist. I mean, they do, but. They do if they include a digital booklet. But I don't the... buy, I don't buy hard copies of anything yeah. anymore. So. And even if I do get a digital booklet. I usually don't. I rarely take the time to read I it. Know, I'm it's sorry, artists. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it's. It is it's better. In, it's better in some ways. It's worse in some ways. It's yep. just different. So I don't know what your question was. No, <laughs> I don't even uh, know what we were talking about. I don't remember either. But it was a good discussion. I think. Okay. Yeah. Should we wrap things up? Sure. Well, it seems like it wouldn't be an episode of this show without me playing something by Frank Turner. All right. And as always, the guy put out so much fucking music. He has a box set that just came out called "The First Ten Years." And it is a compilation of a bunch of his previous work. I think, is it the, is it a, I don't even know what's in the box set. Is it all of his albums or is it just the three outtakes albums? I uh, should know, but I don't know. And it's lim- like a limited edition vinyl. It's only mm-hmm. a thousand copies. But anyway, as part of this, he put out uh, um, 10 for 10, which is 10 more outtakes that had not previously been released. Yay. That is the part that I got. You can buy that on its own rather than getting the box set if you have all this other stuff. Uh, and it's a lot of like demos. Well, it's 10 songs, demos and live tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is a raw, stripped down demo version of a song off his most recent studio album. It's called The Next Storm, and we will finish with that. So I don't know. When's our next show going to be? We don't know. I don't know. We don't, we don't do that. We don't. We, we don't plan this. It will happen whenever we damn well want to do yes, it. Yes. It'll probably be within the next month, though. You think, you're thinking we're going to do a holiday thing? I mean, not a holiday not show. Not a holiday-themed uh, show, but probably one over the holidays. Maybe. Probably. If we have anything to talk about. Yeah. We don't have anything going on. No. We got no concerts coming up. We have one. Our oh, usual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We do have one. All right. But, well, yeah. we'll see. Okay. We'll see how we Usually feel. after that, I feel somewhat inspired, so maybe we'll... Right. All right, we're going to end with Frank Turner, and we'll be back eventually with number 27. All right. Probably. (laughs) We had a difficult winter. We had a rough few months. When the storms came in off the coast, it felt like they broke. Everything on us at once And it's easy enough to talk about Blitz Spirit When you're not holding the roof up and knee deep in it And the papers and heirlooms got soaked by the rain And I wondered if they'd ever get dry again But I don't want to spend the whole of my life indoors Laying low, just waiting on the next storm Don't want to spend the whole of my life inside I want to step out and see the sunshine We lost faith in the omens We lost faith in our gods We just ended up clutching at empty rituals Like gamblers clutching long odds 
And I don't care what the weatherman is saying Because the last time that I saw him He was on his knees and he was praying And the preachers and scientists got soaked just the same And they wondered if they'd ever get dry again But I don't want to spend the whole of my life indoors Laying low, just waiting on the next storm Don't want to spend the whole of my life inside I want to step out and feel the sunshine So open the shutters Raise up the mast Rejoice Refill the stormy sky I want to step out and feel the sunshine. 